honestly everything I did was just all about being persistent and mm-hmm. doing something not like uh, not um, you know I didn't have like qualifications I wasn't yeah. like you know like proficient in Photoshop or Excel or anything like that I just kind of was like hey this is what I want to do and I'll teach myself how to do it and I'll work hard and I'll show up on time and mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll be available and I think that was like the most important part like you just yeah. have to like kind of you have to show that you want it and mm-hmm. I think I've landed every single gig and opportunity in my like you know short career because I showed interest in it not necessarily that like my resume was yeah. top notch This is Beej, and I'd like to welcome you back to One Degree Separation. It's 2019, and it's a new year. And to catch you up on how the rest of my year went after the last podcast, let's just say it was pretty phenomenal. I added an event coordinator to my many hats, successfully throwing six swap meets under the Clean Slate brand. In the summer, I linked up with my bro, with my bro Andy from Travelers Club. He's been on the podcast maybe once or twice, actually. And we coordinated a two-month program that offered creative workshops and courses for the community. In the fall, I was able to go nationwide on a tour with my homie Kari, as well as Andrew and Ian and the rest of the crew for 40 days, traveling around to cities that I've never had the chance to go to, like Toronto and Vancouver. It was truly an unforgettable experience. Uh, If you know, you know. So After sailing back in, Ian and I decided to throw a collaborative art show where we showed more of the quiet moments of tour, not everything that you see on Instagram, everything that gets highlighted. We tried to have audiences be part of the crew, like as if they're in the green room with us. And in the new year, it seems as if there's no plans of slowing down with things already brewing for Clean Slate and Each One Teach One. And so I've been approaching my personal projects with more consistency, like regularly dropping teas into the clothing brand, one and none, and regularly dropping podcasts starting after this so enough with the recap on me on this episode we have my brother max pete aka the one hand wonder man aka a truly great dude uh he's been a great friend of mine and a great addition to the community here in san diego in this conversation i get him to open up about his transition into the san diego community as well as his move from freelance to full-time employment uh kind of backwards from previous podcasts where a lot of the homies recently transitioned to freelance so i thought this would be a good thing to talk about uh we hope you guys pick up some gems to step up your professional game as well as some comfort in some of the struggles that we've shared and that i'm sure creatives everywhere have shared and that's enough of that thanks for tuning in enjoy i'm cool i'm cool okay (laughs) (laughs) yo what's up guys it's one degree of separation uh back with another podcast uh, i had another podcast before this but we pocketed that so i'm here with my boy max this is he's the first one of this year so this is gonna be a good one man um like always we have like topics that very much pertain to him and that might resonate with you um yeah let's get started uh max yo yo intro intro yourself man. Uh, my name is max aka the one hand wonder man um i am from east coast philadelphia and i've been in california for actually like half my life at this point um but mm-hmm. been down in san diego now for a little over a year and a half uh i do for what i do for work is digital marketing website design um was freelancing full-time and now i got a, a full-time gig actually so um, which we can talk a little bit more later on but yeah yeah oh, okay okay quick intro you know straight to the point um <laughs> how do we meet i think the how do we meet is super like millennially you know what i mean twitter for sure twitter then we was like yo let's get coffee let's get coffee let's get coffee or like the you know, you we know, were, we were Twitter friends for a while, like in the Bay yeah. Area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, we were in the Bay at the same time, right? Yeah. Or then we this never, we've never met. Twenty. I want to say like 2013. Was it really that long ago? Yeah, I graduated college in 2013, dude. 2013, 2014. I feel like that's when we like maybe 2014, just 2015. connecting. Yeah. But we didn't really like 
hang until San Diego. Yeah, we got we got coffee like Whole Foods or something. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like one of those things, you know, like when you're in high school, they're like, "Yo, we should hang out this summer, dude." Yeah. And you're just like, you keep saying that until like somebody dies. Until yeah. somebody dies. <laughs> but it finally happened. We yeah, got we coffee. finally made it happen. You know, in La Jolla, we went to Whole Foods. Mm. Shout out to Whole Foods. Shout um, out. Got some coffee, and you know, now we're friends in real life. <laughs> But yeah, at that time, at that time, he was uh, he was freelancing. Um, I think that's how like we connected. It's just like the freelance creative lifestyle. Then, uh, coincidentally, we were in the Bay. That I was back in San Diego. Then he moved here. Um, yeah, I mean, so you briefly covered your story. Like, expand yeah. on that. Like, how does it do from Philly, end up in the Bay, and then end up here and just doing all this creative stuff? You know. Uh, so I moved out to. Uh, like the Bay Area in high school, um, well Monterey Bay, so a little, little south of San Francisco, and then went ended up going up to SF State for college, mm-hmm. uh, and that's actually where I kind of fell in love with like the music industry. So I got my first couple internships over there. I uh, ended up working there, and then going out to New York for an internship at Warner Music Group and Cinematic Ooh. Music Group uh, with Johnny Shipes, um, and then. Went back to San Francisco to get like a full-time gig after school, um, and then just kind of realized that I like the West Coast a lot better than the East Coast as far as weather goes. So I was just over there for a while, um, and then just was working in the music industry. Uh, had a couple agency gigs, and then you know during that time I would kind of like some some fam- family stuff happened and then some stuff where I just kind of felt stuck in a in a job so I wanted to like make that jump into freelance so I decided to just quit my job and freelance and ended up going to Hawaii for like 6 months hey, um, and beach bumming it yeah, yeah. hell yeah and uh was there for like yeah 6 months freelancing and had like a little part-time gig just to like get some money while I was trying to find some clients and then after that came to San Diego wasn't really expecting to stay here that long. I didn't really know anything about the city at all. Um, I didn't. I knew. I knew that you lived here, Beach. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, I was just kind of like, eh, this is super new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but ended up falling in love with it. Just like everything about San Diego is pretty tight. Like it's probably my favorite city that I've lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm here. Dang, favorite city <laughs> that you lived in. Most yeah. people come here to retire or something. <laughs> it's, just, it's just cool, dude. It's like a good blend of people mm. um weather's really good you know it's still mm-hmm. like it's expensive but you know from living in san francisco and oh, just being there like i just in I, comparison like, dog cheaper like way cheaper than that like you can still like get apartments uh-huh. like for not that much and um and just like yeah just like i'd like i just like the vibe out here I, you know there's a lot of transplants and stuff too but like yeah it's, it's just a pretty cool area and it's like really it's really like a young creative community over here where yeah. I felt like in San Francisco is kind of already it's already place. established dude yeah and like same with some places in the East Coast too like I was definitely thinking about moving to New York at a time um, but mm-hmm. kind of decided against it just because it was a little too much um, as far as you know how many people are there and then just like <laughs> rent and everything and just I was just kind of like you know what like let me just be in San Diego for a little bit and end up falling in love Man. Yeah, San Diego's like a uh, transplant city. That, I'm learning that more and more. Like, not just because, like, the whole military thing, but then there's, like, colleges, and then now there's hella uh, jobs popping up here, hella, like, companies. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of people from Bay Area are down here. Um, probably because it's too expensive up yeah. there. And then, too, is like, there's, like, Serna Valley's huge, becoming, mm-hmm. like, a big tech. No, yeah, there's a lot of money. Yeah. There's a lot of money in that little valley. Dude, <laughs> I live next to that shit, but there's, like, a lot of techies and yeah. shit. I'm surprised, I don't know, maybe, uh, I'm surprised there's not a Google or Amazon there yet. Yeah. Like, but, de- yeah, it's definitely probably, like, the next, one of the next little tech tech hubs. Yeah. But, well, I mean, San Diego's kind of had, like, a history of being, like, a tech place. Like, they had Qualcomm, like, in, in super early mm-hmm. in the game. And, uh, yeah. I was got to say something about what you said. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you fuck, dude. You, went, you were in New York. You were interning. That was, that's sick. Yeah, I was in... I was at Warner Music Group mm-hmm. um, for a summer. I lived out there, so I got like a dorm room at um, this place called School of Visual Arts. Oh, um, SVA? Yeah. 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 So I rented out a dorm room in the Lower East Side, and that cost me like, dude, for two and a half months, that cost me probably like seven grand. 
Hell nah, <laughs> So And I didn't make any money uh-huh. during the internship because it's, it's all free internships in, yeah. in music. So um, I took out an extra student loan for that uh, dorm room, which I'm still paying off. But it was worth it because I got to like be in New York uh-huh. interning at Warner. And then I also hit up um, Johnny Shipes, who run cinematic music yeah. group and so it's not a bad guy yeah so people under it. cinematic were like big crit um joey badass was just about to release 1999 when i was over there working there mm-hmm. um so it was a really cool experience just being in like a major label and an independent label at the same time um mm-hmm. I, I like kind of split my week up between like days i was over um at, at certain places but it was it was a good time like yeah <laughs> I, I didn't make any money but it was a good time for sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, as as you work in the creative fields, like throughout the years, you like realize you you shouldn't do shit for free. But in the beginning, dog, that's really what you need to do. Yeah. You just need to kind of. It's not even like a pay your dues thing. If someone says that it's to pay your dues, that's bullshit. But yeah. I think it's to really build your network and your portfolio and your bars. You know, like. Cause you have to. It's all about experience and connections. Like especially yeah. yeah, creative and music and all that stuff is like they don't really care about education like you can have a master's or you know business degree or you know for the most part though they it, it's all about who you know and what you know and and uh if you're just kind of not really getting yourself out there then you're not gonna you're not gonna go up in the in the ladder yeah I mean, you kind of just need to be in the mix you know not, i mean that was even in the bay like uh i definitely wouldn't have been able to accomplish much if i didn't like find myself in concerts like yeah. out of school you know like that was where my interests were i'll just meet people off of twitter you know like i remember like my mentor like off of twitter and then at a concert or whatever so i was like yeah i did a bunch of that stuff like it, it's, you have to yeah and yeah i definitely did free work in the beginning like it, it wasn't work that i like slaved over you know what i mean it's just yeah. like quick things here and there it's just like getting your name out there like making people know that you're kind of like hungry but like but you can't be taken advantage of that was, no. that's like the thing like, yeah you need, just need to there's be a, smart there's definitely it. like a fine line and you have to recognize you know mm-hmm. if it's like worth the time um and the effort yeah um and if it is and you know like make it work if it isn't then you know you can there's always something out there that you just have to kind of like go research and find um like you know when i first found my first internship in in the bay mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about music labels or industry really but i just like i literally just jumped on google mm-hmm. i searched music industry bay area found a small record label in uh oakland emeryville area mm-hmm. and just hit them up and i was like hey like i'm a student at sf state can i just come in one two days a week and work for free mm-hmm. i just want to learn about the business and they're like yeah so yeah. i just went over there i updated like an excel sheet for them <laughs> that's all i did but mm-hmm. it was a really good foot in the door um, yeah. And it was like a, it was a label that, you know, I've mainly worked in places that we do a lot of like hip hop and R&B and, and that. And this one was more like punk and metal and definitely a, a genre that, you know, I'm not super well versed in or had much interest in, but it still led me to where I needed to go. So even if mm-hmm. like you find an internship that, you know, doesn't necessarily meet 100% of your needs, um, but it can point you to where you need to go, I'd totally take it. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you just need to view things as like kind of like stepping stones. I think uh, as creatives or just like really ambitious individuals, you just want to hop into like the, the thing that you want, you yeah. know what I mean? Or you, like even when you like apply for jobs, you want like, oh, you want that senior design position, but dog, like you need to put it in like a, maybe a year or something as like a junior designer, you yeah. know? And then that might even open up more doors for you, you know what I mean? But definitely helps to not even like a humble thing it's just like really business and being smart about it you know i mean how much how much of uh of like what you were doing with these labels and stuff was partly like how much of that was like street being street smart about stuff like not technically like you're there like doing the shit they assigned you probably like 90 percent yeah like honestly everything i did was just all about being persistent and Mm -hmm. doing something not like uh not um you know, I didn't have like qualifications. I wasn't yeah. like, you know, like proficient in Photoshop or Excel or anything like that. I just kind of was like, hey, this is what I want to do and I'll teach myself how to do it and I'll work hard and I'll show up on time and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be available. And I think that was like the most important part. Like you just yeah. have to like kind of, you have to show that you want it. And mm-hmm. I think I've landed every single gig and opportunity in my like 
you know, short career because I showed interest in it, not necessarily that, like, my resume was yeah. top-notch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I feel like uh, people are like, oh, like, you need two to three years of experience, yeah. whatever, whatever. But in, like, these fields, like, it's really just about your work. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, like, who you know. Like, if someone can vouch for you, like, that that counts. 100%. That, that fucking counts. Get get your fucking references up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not even not even just on paper, but just, like, someone can just put in a good word for you dude like yeah it's, it's the most important part i mean i i remember when uh linkedin was first coming out and and i was applying or like looking at like jobs right out of school um you know you can send your resume anywhere like when there's job listings on craigslist or whatever and then it's kind of like all right well you're competing against like five six hundred people or whatever amount of people are already applying for the same gig um so i would go on linkedin find out who works there send them like connect with them send them a message just being like hey i applied i'm super interested and you know like the worst you're gonna hear is nothing or no or like you know we'll get back to you or whatever but you know i actually landed a few gigs by just doing that because anyone can apply like i said but if you actually take the extra five ten minutes of like finding someone connecting with them sending them you know showing interest like that yeah. shows initiative and like that is what they want in the person that works at a company so yeah i mean you're taking the next step like you already filtered yourself from the rest yeah you know i have no I mean? shame of hearing no so <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah I, mean, I, think, I think i think i might have said this in the list podcast that's coming out i was or i was just talking to somebody but i was like yo a lot of this shit is just like a numbers game dude 100%. you know what i mean like cold like i've i've recently just started like cold emailing or doing like super super cold follow-ups with like old ass clients you know like and that it's paid off like i did i did not i would just i don't know if i wasn't being proper or anything but i was just like yo like i'm gonna keep getting references you get references but once it slows down dog you need to do what you need to do man but yeah i still haven't finessed off of linkedin i'm still i'm still learning i'm 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 watching you guys post your stuff yeah no i mean it's important um I would say, yeah, that's something that is like, you know, just like reaching out and, and not being afraid to hear it, no, and then also mm-hmm. just like providing people value. So like, even if you oh, don't, yeah. like, say you apply to a, a job, right? And then you, after like, also this is super important that I feel like a lot of people our age and are just forgetting to do is like write the person a thank you email, at least, at the very least a thank you email. Like uh-huh. big, big, big bonus points if you write them, if you actually write them a card, um, I, I do. I did that. But, I did that for the end of the year. But like, <laughs> honestly, you would be surprised how many people don't write thank you emails, and that goes a long way. Like, just thank yeah. the person for their time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and then also, um, yeah. I mean, to stay in top of mind, like I would, I would not necessarily be annoying, but I would be persistent in checking in. So if I applied for a gig, I talked to the person. They said we'll get back to you. Every week, I would send them a follow-up, being like, "Hey, is there any update on this? Is there any update on this? I want to like just show, for one, to keep on top of mind, so that they think about you. Mm-hmm. Two, to show interest, because like I said, a lot of people just apply for something and it's a one-and-done thing. It's like I apply, I'm done, like whatever. They get back to mm-hmm. me, you know. Um, but if you really want something, you kind of have to do more than just that. You have to like sh- really like mm-hmm. force your way in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, your your follow-up game has to be strong. Like, yeah. Again, that's gonna set you apart. Like yeah you're saying like people are one and done they kind of just want to get the their their resumes in and yeah. just to just to get just yeah. for them to know but definitely like yeah i think finding out who you're actually like reaching out to like not just like the job email like who's actually looking at it like will will they'll that'll impress them yeah like, you definitely took some extra time to try to get this job you know but totally agree. yeah dude, I, I need to get on that linkedin stuff man i seen you guys posting like your, well, da- your daily tips and all that it's, it's the best that. because like uh one like if you're on facebook or twitter uh-huh. or or instagram like the algorithm doesn't really work in your favor because mm-hmm. you know twitter you have to you have to be like right there to see it mm-hmm. facebook it only is going to get to like a certain percentage of like your people that like your fans or your, your friends and then instagram is is going to the exact same way facebook is but linkedin it's like trash, if you post man. it and you're connected or, or you follow that person, you're gonna see that post in your timeline. Uh-huh. So it's, the algorithm is like really great right now, like total organic reach and everything. So I'm switching a lot of my content to LinkedIn and I'm also just like, it's a, it's a great way to connect with, it's your it's your online resume. So you connect uh-huh. with other people in the industry. I found gigs on LinkedIn. I searched like 
Squarespace on the uh -huh. search bar and I find some people post on there like, hey, I need a Squarespace designer. Uh -huh. And I just comment like, hey, here I am, boom. And yeah. then I found a couple of gigs that way. Like, uh -huh. easy. It's a, it's a good way to like lead gen. It's a good, it's a good um, way to connect with people. It's a good way to share articles and, and uh -huh. read articles. So yeah, I would say like, for business-wise, number one platform to be on, for sure, 100%. Yeah, I would, <laughs> even see, for design, dude. Like, yeah. there's really good designers on there, and like mm -hmm. people posting stuff and videos. Um, and it's cool now because you can kind of like upload videos on your app, so you can like do the whole yeah like, how Facebook and Twitter and stuff works. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's just good stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely on there more ever since I ever since December. Like when things were slow, I was like, yeah, I need to use every tool in my disposal type yeah. shit. Yeah, like. I, yeah, I hopped back on like Behance and all that. I connect my Behance to my LinkedIn, so every yeah. time it updates, it updates on there. Yeah, definitely on on LinkedIn. I always just connect with like industry people, like shit I'm interested in, like hello streetwear stuff. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah, like come on, I wanna I wanna be in this shit. But yeah, so hopefully that pans out one of these days. I just need to get active on it. But no, definitely, man. I'm yeah. I mean, and it's a cool thing about LinkedIn too is that people put their like contact information on there. So like if you connect with someone they could put their like gmail or or work email on there so you can like reach out to them if you don't want to just like just be there just like, message them yeah. on it yeah so it's, it's it's a good it's a good spot so all right so again again about your your journey here to san diego i mean how did how did you prepare yourself to be embraced by this like community man like it's kind of it's it's like this place is it's very welcoming but it could be, i feel like it's intimidating because it's so spread out like like meeting people and then you know just finding out about things like how did you prepare to like in like was it assimilate yourself into this like, yeah i mean into it, this it took a while like i would say the first six seven months living here i didn't really go out at all like uh -huh. i kind of just like at my house i didn't really know anyone um did all that stuff starting to rain that's a nice little background yeah <laughs> um this is a zen zen podcast um, um so it yeah it uh i just didn't know many people here and i just kind of just stayed at home and then after talking to you and andy especially it was just like yo just come out to events come out to events come out and i was just like whatever like i just started showing up by myself and meeting people and seeing people there and then Creative Mornings, um, which is a real cool monthly event that happens here and, and a lot of other places. Um, I started just going to those events. I started to actually volunteer at them. So it's like to meet people that organize it and, and meet people there. And then also there's this little group called uh, Add2 and it's um, San Diego advertising and marketing uh, young professionals. I'd say in, in between like the 20s to 40s. Um, uh -huh. And we meet once a month and downtown and we like, just talk about industry stuff and I just wanted to just I knew that I couldn't just meet people connecting with them online I had to like show face so yeah. uh, I just kind of forced myself to get out of the house which took a took a while dude like yeah. and honestly it's a lot easier said than done um but yeah, you, you see it take the bus and shit yeah I, mean, I, was, <laughs> I was up in UTC and so I don't have a car which is uh. rare here in San Diego um <laughs> And I was living, when I first moved here, I lived in UTC, so I had to like take the bus or Uber and it was far, but no. um, it was worth it. And now I live, you know, in University Heights, like North Park area. So it's definitely a lot easier it's for me to get around. It's more commutable. Yeah, I can walk, I like walk to my office and um, you know, I can scooter or, or, or you know, the Ubers are like really cheap and stuff. So I still, I still don't have a car, um, but I can definitely manage to get around. But yeah, I mean, the, the early days I was like, it was a struggle to get down here like for sure i spent like 20 bucks each way on a on an uber or like on on the bus i would have to at least spend like an hour <laughs> it's not even worth it it's not yeah. worth your time it, but it, yeah it was that's what also the reason why i stayed home so much because it was just so far to get anywhere um but um no i mean i just you i just had to force myself i was like you know what i have literally nothing to lose like i either go to a event, post up by myself mm -hmm. and meet people or i just like stay at home and i'm at the same place where i am so um yeah i mean i started just going out to a bunch of travelers club events um shout out to that team mm -hmm. um and uh yeah now, yeah. now here i am it's it just it sounds like it sounds like you take the same active approach like in your social life as you do yeah. in your work life it's harder though i would say it's harder social life uh -huh. 
than it is work life. Really? Yeah. How's I'm way How's more that? nervous in social life. I don't know why. <laughs> Yo, say. Work life, I don't care. Like, I can approach any, like, person Bro. and network and that stuff, that type of stuff. But, like, social life is, I don't know. It's, it's, it feels It feels way different. Dude, dude, this is funny. This is funny. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever edit this part out, but I said it in Alyssa's podcast for sure. I was like, yo, dog, like, I'm not, I'm not like nervous about making creative moves or like financial moves, whatever, like, like making plays on my creativity. But yo, like, talk, like, I can't talk to girls. Talking to girls make me nervous as fuck. But fucking meeting, meeting creatives and shit did not make me nervous. Yeah. Like, going to events, like, did not make me nervous. Maybe a little anxious, because if I pull up alone, but... Yeah. I'm like, dang, like, this, this is where all my, like, courage is. This is all this creative stuff, dude. I know, it's but. interesting. I, oh, I tried a different, like, mindset. I tried mm. to, like, put that in, like, when I'm doing, like, my social stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard, dude. Like, I don't think it's ever going to get, like, easy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, uh... You just kind of have to force yourself to do it. You just have to kind of like be like, you know what, like, whatever. Just you, you have to have like the fuck it mentality. Like, yeah. like, it either goes well or it doesn't. And then also, I think one important thing that I try to have in my daily life is having. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like a little sad, but I would say no expectations. No, I mean that's true. That's real. That way you kind of set yourself up because I feel like people have expectations of like when they go out, like, oh, this is gonna be the best night ever, or like. Uh-huh. Or like my my job is going to do the best thing, or like my everything is, and so like, and you kind of set yourself up to fail. So when you kind of have no expectations, like it either stays the same or it, uh-huh. it goes well and it goes above yeah. what you thought. So um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it, it sounds a little sad, but I would definitely say that it's a uh, it's a way to live life. Like it's a very good way to live. It's um, not. It's not sad. <laughs> And then also, like, I mean, well, this is also thinking, I mean, this is, it's a way to spin the sad, but into, like, a positive, and it's just, like, thinking about, um, it's, like, thinking about, like, death, right? So, when you're older, and you're, like, you know, if, you know, like, knock on wood, like, you get to a long old age and stuff, and you're, you know, you're in your deathbed or anything, like, you, you kind of want to look back on life and be, and be, like, yo, I did this, 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 yeah. and I'm proud of myself. And you don't want to like look and be like, yo, like I should have done more. So always kind of having that mind frame in your head um, helps you when you need to make a decision of like, all right, well, should I do this? Because I want to go out and like meet people or I want to go chase this opportunity or should uh-huh. I just like be safe and be at home and be in the bubble? Uh, yeah. yeah, man, as, uh, as Drake said, we're, we're here for a good time and not a long time. <laughs> yeah. So do, no, exactly, your, do your I mean, thing. <laughs> It, it, you definitely have to kind of think about that because sometimes it's you know you we all get caught up in our like oh like you know we're gonna be here forever and like I'm, I'm not gonna do this today I'll do it tomorrow but like there's there's no guarantee of that time happening so like if you uh-huh. need to if you want to do something in like it's on your mind like go do it like don't don't just wait around because you're always gonna push it to the next day yeah. to the next day to the next day. yeah so I feel like I feel like for me like when when I get in that type of mindset like that I'm not doing something like it I think for me it's me trying to find like the best time to do it or the better time you know yeah. but there isn't like the right time to like do anything no. like, it's just like now or yeah. like you have to just like do it you like, can only yeah. be so ready at, yeah. you know what I mean yeah and like honestly too it's like a lot of times where I've you know either gone to networking stuff or like gone out to meet people or gone to just do like work stuff like mm-hmm. you know it's always um most of the time like exceeding my expectations of just being like yo this is actually like really great i'm glad i went out and did this because like i said if you're just inside you're like in your little comfortable bubble and like that's cool and all like i definitely am very much like i like to just like be at home a lot um, yeah but also it's just good to like show face you have to otherwise you kind of like you get forgotten yeah there's always going to be like you know more stuff and like when you kind of aren't actively working on it you mm. kind of just stay behind so yeah you just gotta you gotta keep popping up yeah you know what i mean that's what i was trying to do man like i literally tried to pop up to every single event i mean i've definitely slowed down now like i don't go to that many things now uh-huh. um but yeah i mean i would say it's still important to like just like even show support like the cool thing about san diego is that everyone here is 
like small and local throwing events and so now that i know the people like behind it it's cool to show support yeah you know if it's either uh town dust throwing a pop-up or you know you doing like the clean swap um yeah. it, it's cool to like clean slate it's cool to um you know to show show face and just be like yo like even if you're like not necessarily in the hundred percent like best of moods to like go out or wanting to go out, mm -hmm. it's still good to like you know support the friends in the community. Yeah. Like, it, that all goes around. It's always it's always good energy at those things, you know. Like oh, yeah. sometimes I'm like, uh, like I don't I don't know if I want to go outside today, but yeah. whenever I do, it's like all yeah. the homies is there. We're just kicking it, you know. It's not not pre like there's no pressure to like try to be cool or nothing. You yeah, know? they're just these are people we see like every other day. So that's true. No need to impress these fools, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so speaking of never gonna be a right time i guess so you're like like i can't i don't even know right now like who else i can think of but you're one of the homies that went like from from full-time uh like from freelance to like full-time freelance to full-time back to full-time yeah like work you know like and having a job so how's that like transition been and like where's your mind at right now compared to like like freelancing and stuff so like the I started working full time when was that? I would say end of October, uh -huh. November. Yeah. Um, transitions honestly been super smooth, uh -huh. and I wanted to actually get into the full time world uh, mm -hmm. since like the summer, so it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah. And with my new gig, it's awesome too because I can also work remote, mm -hmm. um, and I don't have to like be tied to my desk. Yeah. Which, you know, my last one my gigs before like i didn't that helped me jump into freelance was like i had to literally be in my desk from nine to six and i couldn't i hate that man. i couldn't <laughs> leave before six otherwise i'd get like in trouble by the boss and even if i showed up early it was just it, it felt very much like i was in school again oh. and i had to wait for the bell to ring yeah um the, so, bell, the, the bell doesn't excuse yeah. you i do <laughs> i know all that stuff so it's just like that really pushed me to like get more freedom into uh -huh. like where i work and when i work um and so with this new gig i think that i can still do that i can i can work um at the office i can work at home if i go back to philly to see my family i can work um if i travel you know i don't need to worry about taking like paid time off or, mm -hmm. or things like that so that part of the transition has been like really smooth i would say like the hardest part is that having like a full roster of freelance clients and then going into like a job and not having that time for that full roster anymore uh -huh. so i cut like a lot of people off um and i still work with i still freelance on the side like i still do like one-off projects or like small little things here and there just because uh -huh. i can you know i can always use more money so yeah like i'm course. not gonna say no but it, it allows me now to like say no to more projects that like don't fit my needs because when i was freelancing full-time i would take to say yes yeah i would take projects even i knew that the client would be like you know the worst to deal with or i knew like the timeline was off or whatever i would take it because i needed money to do that yeah. um so having like a full-time gig allows me to uh have income that mm -hmm. i know is coming in on certain days and then also uh, gives me time to work uh, remote so I mean for me it's been it's been smooth and also I'm like at a level in my job now that I don't have like a person like breathing down my neck to make sure stuff is getting done which is super important I didn't uh -huh. ever want it to be like micromanaged or being like you know having someone watch over me and being like hey is this this this, this done like as long as the work is getting done uh -huh. um, you're good so yeah, I mean, I would say I'm I'm pretty stoked to be like where I am right now. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna freelance on the side. Like I, I don't yeah. think I'll ever give up freelancing because it's a good way to like make extra money and then use that extra money into stuff that you need to, you know, either like invest in or or save for tax time or whatever yeah. or save for whatever. But um, it just allows me now to be a lot more uh, choosy on who I work with. But it's good because now I can refer more work to other people that I would have normally took on, but mm. because I don't have the bandwidth or because for whatever reason I can't do it, um, I can now like kind of spread that my network into other people's networks. So. Mm. 
So, so wait, so where are you working now? So I work at um, mm-hmm. this agency in North Park called uh, The Coast Creative, um, mm-hmm. and I'm a digital advertising manager. So I handle online ads for our clients. So either on Facebook, Instagram, um, Yelp, Google, um, AdWords, YouTube, anything that like our clients are using on ad platforms, I kind of go in and manage them and uh, do optimizations, do reporting. I also write the creative um, copy and, and you know do creative as far as like images and stuff like that. Um, and then I also am still doing like website design for them on some projects that we bring in. So I'm doing a little bit of both. And since we're like a really small agency, I'm kind of like, you have to wear many hats. So yeah. I think the best part about freelancing to full time is that it gave me so much more experience in like a business, right? Cause you yeah. have to do expenses. You have to do um, time tracking. You have to uh, do reporting and, and all the stuff that like businesses have to do on a general basis. So like that gave me a big leg up into getting a job because mm. I could go into them and be like, hey, like, yeah, I know how to do advertising, but I also know how to do X, Y, and Z. And yeah. so it allowed me to like, you know, it reassured that the fact that um, that I was capable of this job. And I actually started this job um, on some small projects. So it was never even, mm-hmm. it was never even like an opportunity to, it wasn't like I applied for a job and I got the full-time gig. It was like, yeah. hey, like, we want you to like work on a project or two and see if you like it. And if you do, then we can bring more projects in and end up just like doing that. And I ended up getting well, like getting along with the team and, and liking mm-hmm. being at the office. And then they're like, hey, like, you know, we actually want to bring you on full time. Does that work for you? And I just kind of like, you know, figured mm-hmm. it out. And yeah, here I am. So it's been about like three, no, yeah, four, four or five months, four. Yeah, because you was, you was working with them, but it wasn't, uh, you were used as a contractor, yeah. Still, right? so I was Something doing like, like 1099 stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I just did my taxes. So one thing about freelancing that's probably like the worst is taxes. Is taxes. I need to deal with. That. I haven't done that yet. Bro. It is uh, not fun. <laughs> and I'm really horrible at it. Like I, I, my, my accountant dude, I just give him my bank statements. But he, he hates no, me, dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't use like QuickBooks or anything. He always tells me to use it. I'm like, nah, dude. I don't, I'm too lazy for that. Yeah, taxes taxes suck as a freelancer. I don't know what the yeah. fuck I was saying earlier, but yeah, I mean, so I guess I mean, I mean, I guess we're already talking about the next subject. You know, to talk about like the pitfalls of freelancing, like it's not as glorified as it. Like I feel like it's romanticized so fucking often. Like I, oh, yeah. I don't like romanticizing the struggle, dude. Like I'm, after been doing this for like three years, like freelancing, it's not like very pretty, but it's it's like rewarding if you if you have like the fortitude to like survive you know what i mean yeah you have to you have to be okay with like the unstable lifestyle um because you know like i said you you know we were talking about earlier that you can have like great couple months of you know like making a shit ton of money and everything's good and then you run into a couple months and it's just like oh man like i can barely make enough to like cover my expenses and cover my rent and stuff like that so you have to be okay with like making money putting some away um, and really keeping, you know, in charge of your business, like you have to always be working, like mm-hmm. like if, something. You yeah, need to do like something. like seven days a week, you have to at least be doing. You don't have to be working like the whole eight, nine, ten hours a day every seven days a week, but you need to like be on. Um, I think that's how I got a lot of my clients, and I kept a lot of my clients was not that I was like the best designer or the best like advertiser, but I was really good in communication. Uh-huh. And that is what a lot of clients want because, like, they'll work with people and then the person will go off the radar. They won't respond, and then it will just take months to get a project done. Um, but I'm always on top of my emails, my texts. Like, I've never let that stuff go beyond like unless it's like the middle of the night. But you know, mm-hmm. I a couple hours max. Like I, I, you know, I respond. So yeah, um, that's super important. Like you just have to be. It, it's unfortunate that you have to always be connected, but you can't. You just do like if you want to be. That's freedom, what you signed yeah, up for. Yeah, if you want to like have the freedom of not working for a company, then you have to. Um, you have to always just like be on. And also, I think one misconception of freelancing is like, oh, I don't have a boss, but like you actually have more. You have, you know, how many clients you have. Those are all your bosses. So yeah, you you kind of 
you don't have like one boss that like gives you projects that you don't want to do necessarily but you do have bosses that you have to work for because your clients yeah. are your bosses like you you work for them because they pay you and yeah. um you can definitely set up better boundaries um uh -huh. but you have to like you have to uh you have to report to them so it's, it's yeah it's just like having more people down your neck than just like one person um but uh -huh. you know it's worth it if if you like doing what you want to do and you like the freedom of it then 100 percent, i think freelancing is like the way to go uh -huh. um i think everyone should freelance in the creative field at least for like a year because it teaches them a lot like yeah it, you have to like learn how to hustle get your clients keep your clients do the work uh -huh. um and it either shows you that you like want to continue doing it or not i mean i think three years dude of freelancing is a long time i just yeah. did two and i was feeling already like burnout uh -huh. um but because it gets at a point too where you kind of you can only scale up so much as a freelancer before you either hire new people or you um yeah either be, you become like an agency yeah um i couldn't scale yeah, yeah i kind of got to the point where i was like taking on as much work as i could as one person um before i like would scale up to an agency and i never wanted to actually hire people or have people work underneath me it's just never been an mm. interest in my life so mm -hmm. then that's at the point where i was like okay well i'm kind of hitting I'm almost hitting a wall of freelancing, so what, what's next? So that's when I kind of started to look into more full-time and also freelance on the side as needed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yet. Uh, yeah, it's like not as, as yeah, like it's, it's super romanticized. Like, yo, the slow months are slow, dog. Yeah. Like, it's not even like... And it makes you feel bad because yeah. you're not working all the time. Like, uh -huh. you definitely struggle with the part... The, part of just being like oh man like it's 10 11 o'clock and i'm not even like doing anything or i'm trying to like uh -huh. i don't have anything to do today because i don't have projects to work on or i'm like waiting for this invoice to be paid yeah um, that's the waiting the is waiting. the weight game you have to learn to be patient because clients will want work right away but as far as getting payment right away <laughs> they don't they never happen they don't like to pay right away so you need to always have that buffer um mm. that safety net of like having money put aside yeah i would say number one thing of freelancing is just yeah you have to be good with your money because it can make you real broke <laughs> like yeah. really really quick yeah um and you get no like benefits you uh -huh. get no you can't like have a sick day yeah know? i mean you can't it's really just but, up like, to your discretion yeah. dude like i think i think freelancing deals with like extremes like there's like times where you're really busy you might be like raking in all that money because that one great thing about freelancing is that there's no cap on yeah, how much money you can make like nobody can tell you this is you're only making like 3k this this month all right yeah. but if you really hustled your ass off really got like clients and like have multiple streams of income you, you should you can be making a lot dude yeah that that's where it's at there's yeah. multiple streams though. i mean i knew a couple of people that you know they were freelancing and they had like you know different revenue streams and stuff and they were making like over a hundred thousand dollars and so uh, um you can yeah like a, you know like you said like you can totally make as much as you you know can make that year you're not set you're not like this is your salary this is what you're making mm -hmm. um which that definitely attracted me to freelancing too because i could be like oh instead of making Two thousand or three thousand from my check on work, I can make like five to ten thousand a month freelancing. So yeah, um, but you just have to really work to get that. It's not yeah, it's, it's not, not a guarantee. Yeah, it's, it's not the, guaranteed. It's the really, is that other extreme of it? Yeah, and know? it's and it's pretty. Um, yeah, you do just you just have to like be really good at sales and uh -huh. and pitching people and um, you know what we were talking about earlier is like networking, getting out there. Like if you're freelancing, like if you're just home all the time mm. and you're not like really networking with companies or people in your area it's definitely tough um, yeah yeah oh man <laughs> but it's worth it i would i would say if if anyone is listening that is on the edge of wanting to go freelance i would say for sure do it um, yeah there's so many like good resources out there right now mm -hmm. uh, podcasts people that have been in the industry um that like there's no reason not to you know yeah the, at least try it for don't be months. afraid to reach out to people that have done it you know yeah. what i mean 
me and Max will, will game you up about it. Yeah, we'll charge you. <laughs> it's a consultation <laughs> fee, you know what I'm saying? Just buy me some coffee. That's yeah. like what I'm charging, really. But <laughs> <laughs> not for real, dude. Like that, that I want to pick your brain, shit. Like, yo, they, you, they're just I, trying to get. Yeah, you gotta stop responding. Get to something out of you <laughs> because you can't pick. Okay, if if you're one of the people that say can I pick your brain, the reason that it might. When it comes, when you say it, you might not think it, it's offensive, but it kind of is because you're kind of wanting to get someone's experience, their struggles, their everything that they've, their money that they spent working to get to where they are now. You want to get all that for free, um, and there's just that's just not gonna happen. Um, oh, the pick your brain part. Oh yeah, yes, picking your brains. If you do man. want to pick someone's brain, then pay them for their time. Just yeah. Either in money or meals or whatever you can offer um yeah. as far as just like showing someone value or taking the time to like you know ha- consult with you don't mm-hmm. just be like hey can i pick your brain and can we get on a call and and yeah, i don't and, get a call yeah man. like no <laughs> just don't do that like yeah it's just it's just show like the person took a lot of time and money and and mm-hmm. just success and failure to get yeah. to where they are so you have to kind of like show that you just don't want to get reap the benefits for free um, yeah yeah Yo, do you do you ever have to like break it down and explain why you price things man because i feel like oh yeah some sure. clients like they're like yo like what do you how much are you charging them i'm like oh man i know if i say it they're not gonna like hire me like so i'm always like yo what's your budget that it's just like a back and forth you know what i'm saying yeah but I then mean, eventually i tell them and then they're like oh like yeah I, that's why i handle <laughs> the budget part in the first um, if someone reaches out and they want to work with me, I always respond back saying, what's your budget? Because yeah. I don't want to waste time. If they're like, hey, I only have like 200 bucks. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's not going to work. Um, because people will just waste your time with the budget thing. And then yeah. even if they don't respect your the um, the budget or they, they don't respect your like hourly rates or your project rates, like, and you know what? It's not worth the time to, to try to like, lower your prices for that because it just won't be worth that project you're never gonna work with a cheap client and then get them to actually pay more for you down the line because they're always gonna expect that cheap price so yeah it's either you work with people that value your time and money or you just um or you end up working for cheap people and you stay working with cheap people and Mm. your rates never go up because of that so i would always like be very firm on your prices and then um you know you can be like hey like because i get a lot of times where it's like someone wants a website design I, I quote them my price they're like hey it's like a little too much for me someone quoted me lower or like you know i could try to figure this out myself and i'm like hey you could figure it out yourself like totally 100 percent. but yeah the time that you take to figuring that out is the time you're not spending on your business to grow your business and so that's where my value comes in i'm taking that time away from you not spending on your business and i'm handling this for you and i'm doing all this for you and i'm communicating on time and this is this and so I either sell it that way or if they don't have the money then they go the cheap route and they come back to me and be like hey like this didn't work out can, can we work on your rate um, yeah they that's can, happened to me a few times they can definitely save money just by hiring people like their price you yeah know? you spend more money getting something like that's I've, I've had, yeah for the cheap like i've heard i've had so many people where they go like a really cheap like fiber upwork route and then they're like hey man like the communication was bad they didn't get my ideas like i spent so much time trying to get the stuff from them i'm like yeah i told you you kind of get what you pay for like you can't yeah. you can't always i'm not charging you like agency prices like people when they when they have website design and services at agencies i know some agencies don't charge less than twenty five to fifty thousand dollars on a website project. I'm not charging yeah. you nearly that much, but I'm charging you that like that I can make money and I can still provide value to your service and, and still not cost you like an arm and leg to do that. Yeah. Um, but you can yeah, I always tell them I there was a couple times where I've had clients that just really want to go the cheap route and like, hey like, you know, you get what you pay for. So just just, just remember that. And mm-hmm. you know, I've always I've never heard a success story of someone go on the really hundred dollar two hundred dollar route and being like really yeah. happy with their project um but yeah. you know yeah i mean i just recommend off top is working with a professional man like, like you're saying yeah. it's not just the actual service like of creating the website for one it's like okay uh 
like not professional non-professionals might not give you revisions right non-professionals might not give you a contract you know like yeah. non-professionals yeah might not email you back on time like and they, they got, might just take your money like, yeah they might just scam you yeah. out the at the shit you know so that's what you're paying for it's a professionalism and the communication and like the value that the designer can actually give you you're not yeah like anyone can do this and this is something that like what i use with my freelancing is that anyone can kind of do what i'm doing as far as marketing and design um but like i set myself apart from providing the actual value to the client so making sure that their needs are met making sure that like communication mm -hmm. is done on time making sure the project deadline is started on time ending on time and that there's always like an open line of you know if they, feedback so if they have questions yeah. like i'm there to answer them and you know vice versa so um you're not yeah you're not if you're kind of scared about your like project rates you kind of have to factor in the the time that is spent you know not just doing the work but like communicating and 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 finalizing stuff and always projects go longer than anticipated yeah like people yeah. are like hey i need this done in two weeks and three weeks or whatever and this always drags on either based on the client needs or or whatever happens so that's something to remember too is like if you take on a project that's super cheap and it's like, oh, I can finish it in a week and it'll be done in a week. Like, no, that shit's gonna take three weeks yeah. and it's gonna eat in your time for other paid projects. And, you know, one one piece of advice that I always took to heart was that when you say yes to something, you're saying no to potentially something better. So you have to make sure that yes is worth it. So if you're if you're doing like a logo and someone's like, hey, I only have $100 to pay, and you're like, okay, cool, like I'll do it. Um, and now your time is taken up and then maybe someone tomorrow reaches out and it's like hey i have a two thousand dollar budget for a logo and you're like oh shit, i can't actually do that now because i already promised this guy for a hundred dollars and so you yeah. lose out on that opportunity mm -hmm. um so you have to make sure that you have that time and that yes is worth the potential yeah. notes down the line yeah it's definitely like a delicate balance of trying to read clients from the initial uh, interactions and if you actually into the project i think if you're into the project it might be worth it and then yeah. something comes on like you can make some time but definitely yeah definitely rent its issues just dealing with clients just uh, like ignoring like red flags in the beginning and all that you know like yeah, super it, important the longer you freelance the more red flags that you'll see um that you'll start to like pick up on on people yeah um but yeah it's try your best not to ignore the red flags because they only get worse yeah yeah like <laughs> one red flag pops up more will pop them down the line dude like, yeah and it's just not worth it because uh -huh. um, yeah it just ends up it ends up just becoming like a stressful part when you're just like man i don't even want to freelance anymore yeah and I've, I've seen people where they just get super burned out because they haven't had that structure yeah um set in place and they just like they either just get they either quit what they're doing because it, the the uh, freelance life like really burns them out yeah yeah you need as a freelancer you need there's no like nine to five like it's really up to you so you need to it's like 24 7 and you yeah. need to establish your boundaries i don't really try to work on the weekend that's like my boundary or take calls or yeah. emails and stuff that's something important too is like so sometimes clients will email you at um seven at night hours and you know some people work at night they're night hours um i'm more of an early person so if you respond to those emails at seven or eight at night and you normally don't respond to them, you just kind of set yourself up to the client now expects you to answer those emails all the yeah. time when they, when they hit that, when they send it at a time. So I would always make sure that like, okay, if a client emails you at night um, and you normally don't want it to work nights, don't respond until the morning because yeah. then you set precedence of having that open line of communication at nighttime too as well. And yeah. It, there's no boundaries so like yeah, yeah like what Pete said is that you have to you have to set boundaries if you only want to work from 8 in the morning to 5 or 4 in the afternoon then you have to only be in communication at those times and the rest of the time to can set up an auto response of being like hey I'm out of the office but I'll get back to you in the morning and then have it like that uh, but if you don't have those boundaries in place and yeah it's really hard to get out of that and to always to just feel like oh my god i'm working from six in the morning to like nine ten at night and yeah. then it just really the cycle never never stops yeah so i try to, i try to tell people when they want to work with me don't do it over text message or dms oh, yeah. man like shoot me an email like i'm not gonna start anything until you shoot me an email yeah 
and you pay me a certain amount like because yeah like you're saying once you do something then it's kind of in their expectations like oh like he did this once already like yeah so we're just like always that. gonna do it that way yeah yeah so, um definitely definitely when i'm working with a new client set expectations mm-hmm. and set boundaries the way that you want to um the way that you want to work because um, uh-huh. you know as a freelancer you are in charge of that so yeah you don't have to be like, oh, I have to be on the client schedule. Like, no, the client can be on your schedule. You just have to set that schedule in place. Yeah. Chichu. Oh. Gems. Gems from Max. Max Pete, man. Max Pete, aka the One Hand Wonder Man, aka the man, aka <laughs> myself, aka um, <laughs> human being. <laughs> what's uh? What's uh, I'll leave they bring this shit back. What's your unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion. Give me anything, dude. Please don't say that pizza shit. I was everybody say pineapple everybody really good pizza. says that to me, man. Um, unpopular <laughs> opinion is I don't know if I have one right about now. Anything in the world, man. Oh, uh well I guess I mean it is popular. I guess it's not popular in my Jewish community, but I'm <laughs> very very pro Palestine. Um hey, so free free, free Palestine, people, yeah, free man. Palestine. No, that's a that's a that's a heavy <laughs> one, man. Political. Oh, I I was trying to do the the pineapple pizza, but you kind of <laughs> didn't let me rock at that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I guess unpopular opinion. Oh, it's not really unpopular. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really think that the Ariana Grande "Thank You Next" song is good. <laughs> that, to be honest with you, I've never listened to that song. I just like don't. I, just, I don't know. I, I saw part of the video. I was like, yeah, this is cool. But. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't have any. I don't even know what's happening. I, I try to not say super tied to cultural stuff right now um, or news. Yeah. Stuff. Um, I get all my news from Twitter, then I have to look it up. So. Yeah, dude, Twitter is. I thought that Twenty One Savage shit was a joke until everybody started That's reporting insane. it. Dude. Dog, like who? That was like the plot twist of forever, dude. Like Twenty One Savage is actually. But the funny uh, thing is that he's not even. He's not even. People think that he's from the UK, but he's not. He's from Dominica or something. Yeah, and so, but it's like. UK, he's in like a colony or yeah. something. Yeah. And so he has like the United Kingdom passport, but it's just like. It's it's fucked up. Um, it's crazy. Ice, yeah, fuck ice. Fuck ice, abolish <laughs> ice. Okay, that's another. That's not a popular opinion because it's fucking true. Abolish fucking ice, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and pineapple's really good on pizza. Pineapple's oh, good on any God, anything. So, um, pineapples, man. Do you like? Uh, do you like? Uh, what's what? What's the um? It's like a type of meat on a burrito, but it has, but it has the pineapple. That's like oh yeah, it's like, it was like adobada. It's not adobada, right? No, it's it not. It kind of is. No, it isn't. No, it's but it's um yeah. It's a, al isn't it? Yeah, al pastor. You don't like that? Dude, it's I think an al pastor pizza would be pretty it's good. Whatever. I mean, I'm so the whole p- p- pineapple and pizza. It's just not my preference. I think people just took this one tweet or this one thing I said and just blew it up and like like to tease me about it. So I don't yeah, hate really it. Really good. I don't hate it. I just don't prefer it. Like, yo, like when I go to uh, one of those Asian bakeries, dude, I got this like chicken savory pastry, and I bit into it, and there's a pineapple. I was like, yo, I was just not ready for that, dude. <laughs> like, I did not. This is not on my consent, dude. Like, it just doesn't. It, it's just weird. Like the savory. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it was weird. I'm gonna buy you a pineapple pizza for. Dude, for allowing me to be on the spot. Dude, <laughs> yo, Grant Grant always fucking jokes around with me that he'll just get me a... A delivery? <laughs> no, a, 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 a pizza with just pineapples on it, dude. Like, yo, like, disrespectful, man. I'm a fucking... That'd be actually really funny to order you a pizza to get delivered to your house. But if you know me, dude, if you know me, I don't like to waste food, so like, I'll still eat it, too. If you send me food... Like, yo, the homegirl yesterday, she got a whole last meal at Umberto's, dude. She, like, didn't eat it because she was full. And she's like, yo, Beach, if you don't take this, I'm gonna throw it away. And, like, I was like, damn, yeah, can't bro. Throw, can't throw, can't throw away the whole ass food, dude. Or eat it. Well, what's your unpopular opinion? What is my unpopular? What's, pop, what's popping in the world right now? Um, unpopular opinion. Unpopular mm. opinion. Unpopular opinions. Yeah, see? It's, uh, I feel like I have so many opinions on Twitter. I just can't really think about it. That shit right now. 
I don't know. I don't like. Uh, I've posted this meme about the Asian couples. Like back in the day, it was like all this. They're just like in suit and dresses, and then, <laughs> and then in, in the millennials, they're they're gonna have uh, what's it oh, called yeah. beanies and side bags. I hate side bags, dude. I yeah, think actually, that, that's a good. Um, yeah, side bags are. I, I don't get. Them. I probably would. I don't probably. It's probably because I probably wouldn't look good in one. But I just think they Do look. Do people put stupid. stuff in their side bags? Or is yeah, it it's not just a fashion thing. They use it. I like. I like the fact that they use it, but I just. It's a you just throwing a fanny pack over your shoulder, like. Yeah. You got pockets, dog. Like I don't know. That's my unpopular opinion. I just uh, I don't want to hate on anybody. Like y'all look good in it, but it's just not very. Y'all took that from Roadman, Roadman from the UK. Because <laughs> yo, it's Twenty One Savage, best grime rapper ever. Too. <laughs> best UK rapper. Nah, we shouldn't be joking about no. Twenty One Savage. I'm sorry, dude. I, I saw people getting mad at tweets. I was like, damn, you guys are right, dude. Like we shouldn't be fucking joking about this shit. Fuck ice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, side fuck side bags. I don't. I'm not into it. I would be into beanies, but I, I can't. My head doesn't fit beanies, man. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, Grant tried to give me one of his town dust hats the other day, and I was just like, mm. bro, I can't. My head, I can't wear hats. I don't know. I just don't have a good hat head. Dude, this, um, this hat that Grant gives me, man, he this is a specific blank that fits my head. So he he sometimes he prints on it and then gives it to me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah <laughs> I can't wear hats. Um, yeah, so I guess that's an unpopular opinion. Fuck hats, because <laughs> <laughs> he said fuck hats, dude. Hashtag <laughs> fuck hats. I don't um, wear I don't wear dad hats. I don't think I'm ever gonna make a. Da- uh, I might make a dad hat because just because I know that shit. Sells, I used to wear hats but... though when they. When I used to rock like the, the flat brim with right. the sticker on the. Oh, I, yes, I did have the stickers where it on. Told, like my I, hat size. I like that. I like that, that was, shit. That was a. It was a phase. I was phase. Man, <laughs> like baggy. I wore baggy clothes. I need. Um, I need like these pictures, man. I, I wore baggy clothes. Too. I wore baggy clothes too. You can. Yeah, you can look into my Facebook. Oh, you can see some ratchet <laughs> shit, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. It's all bad. Like I don't even think I know how to dress right now. But I didn't. I did not know how to no. dress back in the day, dude. That was horrible, man. Yeah, I don't know how my my mom let me the house and some of the yeah. stuff i had i, was I, just like, I think yeah. i had one like one fresh year i think junior year i was pretty fresh i didn't wear the same fit for like 45 days dude i had a lot of clothes and shoes man yeah but. i had a lot of, i had a i had a lot of shoes and then i got rid of a lot of them when i started moving a lot because yeah. i you need legit like three pairs like suitcases just for my shoes yeah and i realized how much money i had spent on just transporting them i was like you know what i'm gonna get rid of these i i got to the point where i was like buying a shirt and i had to buy a pair of shoes to match that shirt oh and yeah just like, no. it starts from the <laughs> ground up you know? <laughs> was, uh, the hype these days man you gotta you gotta start from the ground up your kicks and then everything has, has to go with it man yeah you know all the color you gotta back in the day you color coordinate now it's like black and then a pop of color but yeah back I then know. i was like i had a purple white shoes I had a purple white shirt um, yeah if i had like one of those like yeah i've had a hat it had a little purple in it i my sweatshirt oh my god like yeah it was it was bad i spent a lot of money on, on dumb shit save dude now we here here we are so no. save it saving money 2019 now here we are wearing the same fit yeah. like every other day i don't yeah. have no shame in it no shame cool. man i'm cool with it yeah okay let's start i'm 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 gonna be late for my next coffee so i'm gonna wrap this one up wrap, uh, it, up. wrap it up well, um thank you you got anything else to say? Any last words on this one? Uh, you know, just follow me on Instagram uh-huh. at uh, at one hand wonder man. Um, uh-huh. And again, if anyone listening wants to, you know, get more advice um, on freelancing or just anything that I do, um, I'll give you a ninety percent discount if you use uh, hashtag. Uh, one degree podcast, Max Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. If you, if you made it to that this podcast, you're getting that discount, dog. Okay, you gotta you gotta hashtag it though. Okay, you just gotta buy me a cold brew. We're good. Yeah, get him a cold brew. Yeah, or or a beer. Oh, man. unpopular I, opinion uh-huh. is hot coffee is not good. Yeah, I'm I'm cold iced coffee all day. I don't I don't like. Okay, that's a good take. That was a good take. Dude, I've never heard anybody say that ever in my life. I don't like. I'll drink warm coffee or warm tea if i if it's necessary but yeah. i'm all even if it's snowing i'll drink an iced coffee i love ice drinks uh, yeah I pre- my preference i think it's just for me a preference is ice drinks but okay but yeah you we, we had we had a man here max pete yeah. extraordinaire many extraordinary, things you know leader 
Um, <laughs> Play, just, just, playboy. I'm just, just a human being, you know? I'm very approachable. Um, I will sign autographs if, if you want to. Um, yeah, you know? So I'm just out here. Um, appreciate you for appreciate you, you king. me on being, being a friend. Yeah. Being the king of San Diego. Oh, of no. The West Coast. Um, king of nothing, man. Um, king of nothing. You know, so... So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has been One Degree Separation. Uh, keep uh, keep listening. More podcasts. I'm trying to do one a month. Um, so, this is going to be your first one of the year. Pay attention to other things I'm doing. Um, each one, teach Love one. Me. Got got some things popping up. I'm on, the, I'm on a panel I'm like next week or next next week. Uh, one and none. Regular releases once a month. Um, clean slate. New events every other month. There's a. Uh, Vintage swap meet, vintage thrift swap meet, February twenty fourth. The call to come up. So find your grails, find your gems, come through, support some local thrift traders and all that. And if there's anything else I'm missing, I'm sorry, but yeah, there's a lot of things going on. So and uh, hit up Veej if you need any design or website work. Oh, yeah. Hit me up for some work. I'm always taking freelance, you know. Um, Make sure you got your paper, though. Yeah, have your paper correct before you speak. To <laughs> nah, just have a budget. And we'll, we'll figure something out. All right? I'm, st- I'm still in my figuring out stage. So <laughs> you have a budget, we can do something. All right, though. All right, this is the end. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>